Hey, what's going on? This is The Doug Show. My name's Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about where I hire writers and kind of the process I go through. I'll give you a couple tips as well. I just got back from uh, Costco. I went shopping in the middle of the day here, and uh, the, the cashier was acting like he was given a survey. I guess he was given a survey. He actually was writing this stuff down. But he said, hey, let's say uh, let's say you move to uh, a neighborhood and it's not so nice and you need to get a security system because it's not exactly safe. The security system is a little expensive, so you can't afford it, but there's different animals that you can get. Which animal would you choose as your security system? It's either a pterodactyl or a dragon. So let me know, let me know which one you would pick. And I, I chose a pterodactyl. Um, in, in my mind, the pterodactyl would be a little more effective because they would be able to like chase any anyone that like broke into your house or whatever. But um, apparently dragons were in the lead. So I guess it depends on like, you know, where in the house or outside the house the, you know, the dragon or pterodactyl would be stationed. And I guess, uh, technically, I guess dragons could fly. I don't know. I guess it depends on the dragon. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to the topic for uh, today. And this is about hiring writers. And the thing is, I, um, I didn't have a very strong like uh, writing background. I didn't really enjoy writing or reading just in general. And when I first started blogging and I started my first niche site, I really didn't know what I was doing. I hadn't written anything in recent years uh, other than like uh, like business documents and stuff like that, which is completely dry and just very factual, at least the stuff that I was doing. And I, ca- I remember like sitting down for the first time to write the first blog post on my first site. And it was pretty exciting. Like I set up the site, I put a theme up and all that stuff. I knew what, what I was going to write about, but then I just like didn't know what to do. And fast forward three years and I was able to publish like a crazy amount of content. And in a particular stretch, I published, I guess it was like 1.3 posts per day for about five months straight, which is about something like 200 articles, something like that. And during that time, that's when I proved out the keyword golden ratio concept on a large scale, again, publishing about 200 posts. I spent uh, roughly $4,000 on the content. I didn't write any of it myself, Um, spent about $4,000 on the content and had like a content editor, a content manager drafting the post for me and that sort of thing. And at the same time, I was also able to like develop templates to use as well as like testing the templates and refining them. And by the way, if you want to get a hold of those templates, you can go to nichesiteproject.com and click the green button. There's a big green button there. Enter your name and email and then you'll get an email from me with a link to download the templates. I also put the link in the show notes. So anyway, I'm going to talk about my go-to freelance marketplace to hire writers. I'll also mention um, a couple of dedicated outsourcing solutions that are, I mean, basically it's a, it's a content uh, agency and they'll take care of everything for you. Of course, that comes at a cost, but I'll get into more of the details in a minute. And I'll give you a, a big tip on working 
on Upwork without getting uh, like kicked out or having any issues hiring people. And there's a couple of little gotchas that you may not realize if you're just starting to hire people on Upwork. I'll also talk about uh, why I don't like two of the bigger uh, content marketplaces out there, which I've tried. And then I'll also give you a couple ideas for like rarely used sources of writers. All right. So a couple of the things I'm going to mention, I'm an affiliate for. Um, so I'll, I'll be more specific whenever I get to those parts. So I go to Upwork most of the time. It's my preferred method to hire writers. And even if you're not planning on hiring a lot of writers or publishing a lot of content, it's a great place to like get experience hiring contractors and working with freelancers. I mean, it's just very common. And at some point, you may want to like scale and publish more content, like I talked about before. And it's uh, it's much easier to do if you have a little bit of experience working on the platform. And it's not as easy to hire a virtual assistant, a VA, as it sounds in, well, just, just about anybody talking about hiring a VA. I know I first heard about it probably like uh, from the four-hour work week or maybe Smart Passive Income or some podcast or something, but um, it, it's always a little bit harder to hire someone than you think it will be. In fact, if I want to hire, say, five writers, I probably need to hire 10 to make sure I get five good ones. Now, sometimes it works out better, sometimes it works out worse, but the point is um, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of waste in the system. And if you, if you hire a couple people, maybe one or two are not going to work out. So working with freelancers isn't necessarily hard, but like any other skill, it does require some practice and some learning from your mistakes. And you have to go into it um, with an open mind and r- really like a mindset of being flexible. It can be really challenging to sort through all the proposals um, once you put out a job posting and figure out who is a good candidate. But once you have like an idea of what you're looking for, you'll be able to sort people out pretty quickly. Now, don't get kicked out of Upwork. A couple people have emailed me in the past and um, they they said they didn't understand why they got kicked out. They They said that they used my template and then changed it just a little bit but I have a feeling they changed it more than a little bit. So the big thing is to not mention Amazon or reviews in your job listing. I think it triggers some sort of automated uh, like terms of service violation. And I think like back in the day, Amazon sellers used to hire people to write fake reviews on Amazon. And I believe if you use quote Amazon or quote reviews, then you may be triggering uh, something on the system on Upwork. And at that point, your job posting will probably be deleted. And I think if you do it like more than once or twice, they'll just close your account and they, they don't really work with you so well. So I would say follow my templates, add your own personality, but don't mention anything about like Amazon product reviews or similar words. I usually just say like a ghost writer for a blog. And then later on when I give like specific instructions, then I can tell the uh, writer that they're writing reviews and not put it in the job listing. 
So my, my other tip for working on Upwork or any other freelancing uh, platform is to not to accept more than one excuse. Now, sometimes things happen. Dog ate your homework. Maybe their child gets sick or there's a delayed flight or car accident. Who knows? Things do happen and your freelancer may be a little bit late to finish something. For me, if they tell me ahead of time or as soon as they have an idea that it's going to be late, I'm a lot more flexible. If a freelancer is late to complete work due to some uncontrollable circumstance, I'll generally assume that they're telling the truth. If it happens again, then I usually end the working relationship. The thing is, if a freelancer is late and they didn't tell me ahead of time, I know immediately that I should probably end the working relationship. So if they um, they send me a message, it says something like, I'm sorry, I'm late submitting the article. My child was sick three days ago, so I've been behind. I don't really want to accept that excuse because they should have let me know um, as soon as they knew that there was going to be an issue. Now, I know there's some you know, circumstances beyond their control. So I have a little bit of flexibility, but I've definitely been burned um, a lot of times. So I'll accept the excuse like once. And then after that, um, no more. So if, if someone's late once, I, I'll probably accept a reasonable excuse if they had a valid reason for not letting me know. Like I said, if it's something that happened like uh, completely out of their control, they were in a car accident, uh, their family's been in the hospital or something like that. Okay, I'll let that go. We'll figure out a way to work around it. If there's something else in the future, uh, it's just not going to work out. So I'll end the working relationship and there's just too many other people to, that you could hire. All right, quick rundown of the pros and cons for Upwork. Generally, Upwork is going to be cheaper for the quality of a writer compared to the other marketplaces. In general, you'll probably be able to find a very good writer at a bargain price. Additionally, you could also find lots of writers very quickly. This is probably one of the biggest pros coming up here. The client payment protection policy um, is, is really good. So you only have to pay for actual work that's done. Additionally, there's escrow protection. So whenever you hire someone, you pay the money in immediately. It goes into escrow, which is a holding account where the uh, freelancer doesn't get that money until you accept the work. You get the work, you accept the work, and you could have you know some protection because of that. The some of the other options I'll mention later, you don't get that protection. You pay. You would pay ahead of time potentially, um, and basically you have no recourse if there's any issues. Cons for Upwork: it could be a little hard to create a great job listing. Although the templates that I provide are pretty helpful to to get you there. I mean. You, you just need to tweak a couple of things and put it in your own words. Other cons include uh, just a little bit overwhelming because there are so many freelancers out there. So if you put a job listing out there, you may end up with like 20 proposals and it can be a little time consuming if you're not effective in weeding out the people that you don't want to work with. All right. If you could weed people out quickly, then you're going to be in pretty good shape. Another kind is a lot of freelancers are like brand new and they're just dipping their toes into the freelancing uh, waters there trying to see if they want to do it more. So they might flake out. 
In fact, I've had this happen a couple of times where I, I hire someone, they maybe send a question, they send a message or two, and then they like disappear and I never hear from them again. And basically you can get a refund on that, but of course you've wasted some time there. Um, and finally, you know, freelancers can make excuses, flake out or disappear. Even some people that I've worked with that were great for a little while, they maybe like flaked out after some amount of time. Who knows why? Maybe they got a full-time job. Maybe they moved. Uh, you have no idea. A lot of times if that happens, they just disappear and you never hear from them again. So again, I like Upwork a lot. If you do want to get a hold of my templates and stuff, feel free to uh, check them out. It's really good, at least as a starting point. There are a couple dedicated services out there. Uh, the bigger ones that, that I've heard of and that people ask me about most often are Text Broker and iWriter. And they focus solely on content. So it's like a freelancing content marketplace. And they pair up freelance writers with people that need content, like you. It's pretty much... Um, it's pretty much like taking uh, some of the guesswork out of hiring people on Upwork. And you can basically submit your article titles with some details, maybe uh, some outlines if you want to provide that. And they have lots of people, dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of writers um, out there, maybe thousands, I have no idea. They have tons of writers out there like looking at the job listings and they could pick what they want to write and then they write it. And the amazing part is because there are so many people out there that can pick up your gig, you can have a lot of articles written in like a 36-hour period. I mean, you can have this stuff written really quickly. Um, you'll need to check Text Broker for the latest pricing, but um, within the last couple months of uh, like 2019, or we're in 2019, but within the last couple months, some of the pricing have been uh, around 1.3 cents per word up to 7.2 cents per word. And they have like a star rating system. Now, this is text broker specifically. And in general, um, I find that text broker and iWriter, um, I don't know, the quality wasn't really great for the prices I was paying. And the interesting thing, specifically with like text broker, um, they, they use a star system so that 1.3 cents per word was for the two star, um, writer level and four stars was 2.4 cents per word. And then five star is 7.2 cents per word. So it jumps up like three X, which is kind of weird. in in my opinion, from four stars to five stars, it goes up three X. The point is, when I've used a uh, text broker, I, I think I got like the four star and it wasn't that great. I mean, it, it wasn't that good for the prices I was paying and to jump up to five star. I mean, you're paying three times the price, which seems insane um, considering like the quality that you may or may not get. So overall, I didn't really like um, text broker and I stopped using them a few years ago. I, I tested them for a little while and I do encourage you to test if you haven't used um, you know, certain services. You don't have to take my word for it. You can check it out on your own, which is always the best test. See how a service works for you. All this stuff is just my opinion, of course. As far as iWriter, I never really liked um, the, the content that I saw from iWriter. Now, I never personally used iWriter. However, a lot of uh, 
some of the work and collaboration that I've done with other people, they used iWriter. So I saw a ton of their content out there and it was not great, to be honest with you. It was just not great. So just in general, I believe those dedicated type services such as iWriter and TextBroker are pretty darn expensive for the quality that you're going to get. Now, the huge upside, of course, is they're, they're going to basically do the the uh, the vetting of the writers so you don't have to. The writers are there. So they take like a big step of the process out of uh, your responsibility. And that's, I mean, that's why it's more expensive. Now, I'm going to tell you about a couple other, um, a service here called Content Refine. And this is oriented towards either affiliate marketers or content marketers. And this is a service that I am a, an affiliate for. So if you use Content Refine, then I would get a commission, which I appreciate. It helps me, uh, you know, pay for hosting, uh, pay for this uh, microphone and some other stuff like that. And in general, content refined, they they will just do a better job than a service like text broker or iWriter, and I'll explain why. Now, it is relatively expensive to use text broker, or sorry, uh, to use content refined because of the level of service that they do. So the huge upside is the content is excellent and it's a full service like service situation. So content refined will even do con- or keyword research for you if you don't want to. So if you do the keyword research, maybe using the keyword golden ratio, then you can get a little bit of a cheaper price. But if you want them to do the keyword research, they'll do it for you. Now, a really cool thing about Content Refined is they use a very high-end tool called Market Muse. And Market Muse helps the writer and the editor use the optimal number of keywords and LSI or latent semantic indexing keywords. It's a super expensive tool and it's very powerful. And really it's made for content agencies or huge publishing companies that are, you know, putting out a lot of content. Um, I think it's it's upwards of $1,000 a month for like the most basic package. Again, you have to be publishing a lot of content to really make it worthwhile or uh, be a content agency like Content Refined. Another cool thing with Content Refined is they get the images for you and they will even draft and format the content in WordPress. They have different packages available like four, eight, and 12 posts. So you could ramp up however you want to. And they assign you a project manager. So not only do they you know, take care of hiring the writers, but they also assign a project manager to keep everything organized. So you don't have to interface with several different writers. You just interface with one project manager, which is fantastic. I'll hit some uh, pros and cons for Content Refined. So the pros are, it's a white glove service. So you don't have to worry about anything. You just hire them. They do the rest. They take care of everything. Now, if you do hire one of the premium companies like Content Refined, you can even have them upload and draft your post into WordPress so it's totally hands-off. If we are um, thinking about like text broker and iWriter, they don't have that level of service. So just want to be clear about that. Uh, Further, you could hire a lot of writers pretty quickly without having to deal with them directly. And basically the service pays um, and plays the project manager in the situation. So you don't have to do it. Um, the The other cool thing is it takes care of one of the cons from Upwork, which is 
if a writer disappears or flakes out or something like that, you don't have to deal with it. The service will deal with that. So that that's pretty that's pretty significant in my opinion. The cons for a service, it's more expensive for the quality of the content just in the general sense. So some, sometimes you may have some uh, outliers, but generally it's going to be more expensive. Sometimes the quality isn't that great, even if the star rating indicates the content should be better. And that mainly, of course, applies to text broker and iWriter. It's sometimes hard to tell, and this is a, a separate con, but sometimes it's um, it's hard to tell if native speakers are writing the content. In the worst cases, um, and this is one of the main reasons why I didn't appreciate using text broker or iWriter, I'm pretty sure it was like non-native English speakers writing the content. So you would you would see like awkward phrasing. Sometimes the grammar would just be off, but a lot of times it'll be awkward phrasing where it just doesn't quite sound right. And the last con that I'll mention here is that it might be harder to provide a template for the writer if you're using a service, and it does depend on the service. So with, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's better for you if you just don't want to worry about it. However, I'm a control freak, and I, I want to give the writer the template that I want him to use. I want him to follow my format. So depending on the service, they may be more flexible or less flexible in, in doing that. So check out con- Content Refined if you do want to get uh, sort of that white glove service and have a project manager assigned to you so you don't have to worry about so much. All right, I'm going to get into a couple of less common places that you can hire a writer. Now, I haven't actually um, done this next one, but I think it would be a really interesting experiment if someone had the the uh, the time and desire to check it out. So Craigslist. Now, there's lots and lots of traffic for jobs and gigs um, within Craigslist. And it's just a matter of posting a job and then sorting through the proposals. Now, as you probably know, Craigslist is organized by city. So you can hire people from anywhere. And that actually may be a a huge pro because you could put in the job listing, the headline, you could say it's like a remote gig for, for writers, which people like not having to go to an office or meet up. Um, so, I, I would generally, this is how I would try it. So I would, I would probably find like a mid-sized city, um, maybe a couple of them and test out your job posting. I would probably use my Upwork templates that I, I, I mentioned before and tweak them a little bit. You know, it's not Upwork, so you got to tweak it a little bit, but you could probably keep the main pieces of content. I think it'd be important to post these and then test it, see what kind of responses you get. So the pros for Craigslist is it's probably going to be a lot cheaper for the quality of writer that you can get. Now, you may be able to find an awesome writer at a bargain price, and I'm pretty sure you could find lots of writers really fast. The big con for Craigslist is you're probably going to get some spam messages. Anytime I've posted on Craigslist, I ended up with some uh, some interesting spam. Usually it was some sort of... Uh, you know, prince or princess from uh, some faraway land that inherited a lot of money and then wanted to work with me and, uh, they, you know, pay me a lot of money or some kind of crazy scam like that. 
But some of the other cons would be there's no freelancer or client protection like in Upwork. So you're basically hiring, you know, someone off the streets. You're probably paying them like via PayPal or some other online uh, transaction. So, you know, depending on what you're using to pay, you may have a little protection, right? So if you pay via PayPal, you potentially you know, would have some protection to get a refund and dispute things if you wanted to. However, it's probably going to be a little bit messy. And in in those cases, you would, you know, it's a little bit of a gamble. And uh, finally, the other obvious con is it would be overwhelming to to try this because there's so many freelancers, so many gigs, there's so many cities and localities and just a ton of places that you can post on Craigslist. So you would have to be, you know, kind of organized. However, you know, one pro that I didn't mention, since there are so many cities and there are so many gigs out there, you probably could hire tons and tons of people. So, I mean, it's almost limitless. All right. I'm going to need to talk about one more idea, and this is to hire friends and relatives. Now, when I first started, I tried to get my wife, Elizabeth, to write an article for uh, one of my first sites, you know, and it didn't really work out well. I mean, she she tried, but we we were like, we don't know what we're doing. And uh, I remember it was a, it was a, a tense day, but um, it, it ended up working out all right. But uh, yeah, she, my wife doesn't uh, really work with me on sites at all at this point in time. I did hire my sister, however. Um, she wrote like a couple articles for me. It happened to be a topic that I knew she was interested in. So she had a good time writing and she took some pictures and stuff like that. And it was a pretty cool blog post. And I think she had, you know, a fun time doing it. I think she only wrote like one or two though. So either she didn't have much time or it it was like just not a good economical decision for me. But I was like, hey, let's try this out. Like I said, test things, see how you like them. And most of us know someone in our family or friend network that's interested in like earning a little money on the side or learning about internet marketing and this website stuff that I'm doing or just like doing a little extra work um, for like some spending money. So it's really a matter of just like asking around and you'll almost certainly find someone that wants to write with you or write for you. And I have a good friend who was able to get his mom to write for him since she was retired and she had free time and an interest in the the specific topic. So ask around, you'll probably be able to find someone. The pros would be you probably get a pretty cheap writer, especially if you're like hiring one of your parents or something um, for the quality of uh, like the writer. So it could be pretty cheap for the quality of the writer. You may be able to find a, you know, a really, really good one for, for cheap. So you can potentially help someone out again in your family or friend network that wants to make money on the side. And that's pretty cool. And they could potentially partner with you to lower the cost in exchange for equity in the site. So this would be like, um, you know, if I had my sister write like a blog post every week or something like that, and then she would be like 25% owner in the site or 50% or whatever we decided. So you could work out a deal like that potentially. Some of the cons would be if it doesn't work out and you hired someone in your family, then um, it could be like a contentious situation. So just be careful on that. (laughs) Be careful. 
if you hire your spouse, for example, for example, you may not be able to give um, feedback very well, or the person may not accept feedback. So I'm not saying that happened with uh, Elizabeth, my wife, but um, you know, it could happen. Like some people just, you know, they don't want, they don't want to be corrected. And depending on the dynamic, so let's say let's say my uh, my dad was writing some articles for me or something. You know, it may be weird if I'm like, hey, dad, um, you know, you're misusing commas. Uh, can we try and clean that up? Let's, let's try and do a better job there, sport. So you just have to keep that in mind because um, feedback is good. Like it should be a two-way street. You should want to get feedback yourself. You should want to give feedback and it should be um, a mutual, you know, exchange of feedback. So keep that in mind. And especially for for you. So um you'll have to make sure that you're able to receive the feedback as well. So um, just, again, just keep all this stuff in mind. If you're, if you're working with family and friends, you have to be a little more um, like empathetic and uh, like think further ahead. So that, that covers it. Um, like I said, I usually go to Upwork. That is my go-to for hiring writers. And, you know, it, it can be challenging um, to hire people, but at the same time, for me personally, it just happens to be one of the areas that I had a lot of experience in, um, not necessarily hiring freelancers, but in my corporate job, I interviewed over like a hundred people or so, looked at even more resumes than that. And I just had a lot of experience on the HR side, like working th- like with people, hiring folks and all that stuff. When I got to this uh, side uh, hustle stuff that I'm doing and affiliate sites and hiring people on on Upwork, I was able to you know take some of the stuff that I learned from my corporate job, luckily, and translate it over. So I can very quickly you know post a post a job, let a bunch of people put in their proposals, filter out you know 75, 80% of those people within a few minutes, and then you know narrow it down and hire however many people that I need in a pretty quick uh, fashion. So that is one of the reasons why I don't have like full-time people on staff or anything like that. I would much prefer to hire freelancers that I could spawn up a team pretty quickly and then dismantle the team and, you know, everybody wins, you know, the freelancers get to work for, you know, a short amount of time. They have great flexibility. You know, that's one of the great things with the freelance economy. It's flexible for, the uh, client, the person uh, hiring folks. And it's also super flexible for the freelancers. So we could do uh, a couple articles, do a couple gigs. And if we don't want to work together anymore, hey, we could just stop working together. It's not like we have to uh, hire someone full-time or anything like that. So if you have any questions on the content side, hiring writers or anything like that, give me a shout. You can uh, shoot an email over to feedback at doug.show. All right. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode. And I'm excited because we got a couple good episodes coming up. Episode number 12 is going to be how many posts to launch an Amazon affiliate site. The interesting thing with that show is it's a little bit shorter than normal. A lot of the shows have been uh, close to an hour, over an hour. This one's, uh, you know, sort of in the middle. And, uh, 
this episode number 12. It's going to be a little bit shorter, so let me know what you think of that. And then the next two episodes are the most popular type of episodes so far. That is success stories. So we have Ellen coming in on episode number 13. She is a former social worker, and she put a lot of time over the course of about eight months into a single Amazon affiliate site and grew it from just about nothing all the way to $3,000 and beyond per month. Episode 14 is Evan, and he has a site that he grew from $1,500 to $2,000 per month, and he grew it up to $4,000 per month by using the keyword golden ratio. So stay tuned for those episodes. Really excited to get those out. And if you're new to the show, please consider subscribing. If you like the show, leave a review. It would really help me out, and I would love it. Thank you.